brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is... Almost Daily Zencast. Hello and Namaste. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. I am your humble host, the incorrigible Mr. Zeppo. Let's get started. Hello and namaste, dear friends and internet family. I am your eccentric and always humble host, the incorrigible Mr. Zeppo. And it is relatively early. I don't want to say bright and early. I'm not going to kid myself, but it's relatively early on a Saturday morning, April 17th, uh, Pacific Standard Time. Welcome to the Almost Daily Zencast, where we take a look at current events, pop culture, and the intersection of spirituality. Today's episode, with a funky title, trying to cram it all in, folks, and hopefully I won't ramble at you for three hours unabashedly. Hopefully I'll I'll keep it under control, but this is... Totally free-form, word-jazz, talk-radio-style podcast entertainment. So I humbly thank you for tuning in. Before we kick off today's show, I just want to shout out to everybody listening around the planet. All the way from Kormi, Malta, to Patna, India. Sunny Los Angeles. I don't know anything about Marietta, Georgia. But how's it going out there in Georgia, folks? Oh boy, do we have some things to talk about there, but we'll put a pin in that. Phoenixville, Pennsylvania, uh, and places beyond, from France to the UK, Portugal to Canada, the Russian Federation, all the way back to Malta, the United States, and of course, uh... My strongest audience uh, out there in India. Namaste, my brothers and sisters out there. Forgive me for not talking more about the current events in your country, but I need your help. You guys are listening to my podcast show wherever in the world you are from. And uh, as I'm just me, I have no staff, I have no budget, 
This is all me, uh, you know, trying to to make it in that overcrowded online hustle entrepreneurial marketplace of public discourse, ideas, and endlessly consumable content. And if you want me to talk about the issues and concerns that you see on the ground in your locality, please, 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 dear audience, do not be shy. Come on down to any of my primary social media contact platforms. Home base, of course, being sprecher.com forward slash show forward slash Zencast. Whether you're listening to this show on the, uh, the home platform or one of the many alternate platforms, this show is, very curiously, popular on Apple Podcasts. Shout out to all the uh, Apple people. What's up, um, iOS fam? But the show's also, of course, available on GeoSavan, Spotify, CastBox, Amazon Music, I don't know how to pronounce L-A-V-F, Lav, 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 Overcast, iHeartRadio, Alexa Media Player, TuneIn Radio. Oh, I didn't know. You can just say, hey, Alexa, play the Almost Daily Zencast, and it might do it. It might ask you for help, though. TuneIn Radio, Deezer, Sprecher, of course. They've got their own podcast catcher. If you want your own uh, special Sprecher community podcast catcher, you can go get that. Player FM, Chrome, Amazon, generic Android app, VLC, Podbeam, another version of Amazon. I think that's for Japan because it's got JP at the end. Uh, What's up, Japan? Ni hao. Uh, Google Podcasts and other. Uh, No matter what platform you catch it on, and there's plenty, so when you recommend it to a friend, you know that they can find it. You can always... Come on over to Sprecher.com and grab the RSS feed and plunk it into whatever podcast catcher you prefer, and it'll work. Now, the trick is, after four years, I have received all but three comments, all of which were, I believe, about the volume levels uh, very early on in the show when I didn't know how some of the controls worked. Um, so I don't know that comments in one in your preferred native podcast platform or app is going to reach me. But if you come on down to Sprecher and sign up for free, it's totally free. Not only will you then be able to, you know, listen to all the other awesome podcasts available on Sprecher, but you'll be able to directly leave comments on specific episodes. Uh, and, uh, not only does that help me bring your issues and concerns right here live to the show, uh, but it all, you can also, if you, uh, if you find yourself catching me while I'm on the air live, you can drop in live on the chat feature and ask your questions live. And I'm going to try to be more on top of like a regular schedule. Um, and I can't make any promises. I am... A moss-covered rolling stone. I don't even know if that analogy works. But uh, you can also, to get to my point, you can also come on down to Instagram. Although there, there isn't a one-to-one direct relationship uh, with the episodes. So if you leave a comment, it may not not track. I may not know what the hell you're talking about. 
Uh, but come on down and support the Instagram uh, anyways. You just go to Instagram.com, at Mr. Zeppo. Twitter also, although I never really log into that. But hey, if that's your primary platform, help me spread the word there. Uh, there's always Facebook.com forward slash Mr. Zeppo. You can find the dedicated Facebook page to the show um, by searching The Almost Daily Zencast. And uh, if worse comes to worse, if, if for whatever reason, and I make no judgment, friends, you cannot contact me on any of those other available platforms, and you can't go visit my Wattpad, and you can't go visit my OpenSea art uh, market account, you can always email me directly at the incorrigible Mr. Zeppo, all one word, at gmail.com. Uh, and uh, yeah. I bring that up because I'm really trying to, this year, make having guests on my show and maybe even venturing out to being a guest on other people's shows a thing in the next year or so. Uh, I almost said 90 days, like 100 days. Give yourself 100 days to get something done and you'll know whether or not you can do it, right? Whether or not you've got the the discipline, the willpower to get it done. Uh, so... We're going to do that. I've also, finally, after much hemming and hawing, had the one um, technical widget necessary in order to live capture, mix, and broadcast incoming telecommunications calls into the podcast. So now, not, not only can I just fantasize about taking a guest or having special guests talk to me remotely, and worrying about audio quality. Now I know I can test it, mix it, blah, 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 set it up and do it. And it's it's there. And in fact, I've already got um, an acquaintance or two that have previously expressed interest. Uh, if that's you and you're listening, uh, remind me. Because, you know, I may have lost track of you. Uh, I'm going to start trying to do uh, special episodes with guest commentary soon. But okay, enough of the daily business, folks. Uh, your support supports me as an artist. So listen to the show, tell your friends about the show, and click on through to my other platforms and websites and see my other offerings. Um, yeah, your support is appreciated. And like I was saying, I want to talk more about what's going on in your world. So drop me an audio note. This is all, that was all preamble to say this. Um, Either on direct, so I don't, I don't usually pay attention to my DMs, but now I am very appropriately, consensually inviting you to step on into my DMs, because if you want a drop, to drop an audio clip, the simplest way to do it, because now I can mix them and play them into the show without worrying about transferring files and hoping that it... That I, you know, that it, the the format is compatible. I can just hit play, and it'll 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 get captured and broadcast. You can DM me short audio clips. Please keep them under the maximum time frame. For now, I'm going to set it at four minutes and twenty seconds. A for sense of humor. B because I think that's a lot of time in Radio Land. Um, but I also don't want to sound stingy and send me your best 30-second clip. You got four minutes and 20 seconds. If you go over, I will cut it off. If you're under, great. Um, if you go exactly four minutes and 20 seconds, but only 35 seconds of it is useful, I will probably ride you for it on the air or trim it down, one of the two. But 
you can drop me audio notes without being too technically savvy, without worrying or stress load too much in Instagram direct message, in, um, <clears throat> in Facebook Messenger through direct message, or uh, at the encourageable Mr. Zeppo at gmail.com. Why am I making a big fuss? Because this is supposed to be a audience participation panel discussion show. And for four years, it's just been me rambling. And y'all probably, despite your beautiful dedication and continuing um, practice of listening to the show, y'all probably getting a little tired of it, aren't you? Um, so I really am trying to step up to re-imagine, re-engineer, redesign, reconfigure, reboot the show as long promised. And that will, despite the, the, the fear of how overwhelmingly tedious that may be, that will hopefully include revamping a lot of the previous content, which may mean some content will go away. Um, hopefully, because uh, there is a limit, right? I have tons of space, but there's a limit. And I want to keep this show going for as long as possible. But that's neither here nor there. Thank you for your support. Start sending me your questions, thoughts, comments, concerns, uh, and anecdotes that you'd like me to consider and discuss on the show. Of course, for all the reasons con uh, contingent upon me as a show host, for all the reasons that any show host would have, I reserve the right to decline to play any or all of it. Um, hate speech will uh, not be given airtime. So if you're just going to drop a message to tell me uh, how much you hate me and spew all kinds of fucking clusterfuck of hate speech at me. Cool. Got it. No need it. Um, I mean, obviously, if you disagree, that's fine. All I'm suggesting is that you prevent from, you know, it just being playground insults, taunts, and, and, and spurious arguments and foul language. I got nothing against foul language. Fuckity fuck, fuck, fuckity fuck. Words are just fucking words. But the moment you put hate behind those words, everything changes. Alchemy sets in. You got my point. I digress. Okay, I think I've beaten that into the ground. Please, dear friends, I see. I see that there are some of you who are dedicated listeners. Um, you know, not trying to brag, trying to help support and and uplift all of you. I just took a really healthy long-ass break. And for the last 17 days, there has been a, you know, pretty decent, consistent trickle of of participation um not once during this most recent hiatus which is usually the case did uh daily downloads flatten all the way down to zero um not that there's hundreds of them going on my my worst day was six downloads uh this month so far my best day was 40 downloads so far this month back on march 19th almost a, a month ago we for some reason we got 133 downloads. And then, I don't remember how long ago, but a, a little bit back. Maybe it was last month. Here we go. March 19th. No, that was it. There was another couple of days ago that we got like some crazy number of downloads. Um, yesterday, 10. The day before, 9. Wednesday, for some reason, not sure why, don't know what happened, 40 downloads. Every download counts in terms of you know, the point of putting out a uh, monetized show. <laughs> so I humbly thank you for your attention and participation. And I'm serious. 
at any point in any of these prolonged, delirious, rambling discussions, if you've had a, a thought, a question, a comment, a rebuttal, a counter-argument that you really thought, you know, it's a shame, you know, if you had that impulse of like, I wish I could just say that to him and we could hear, you know, hash it out and, and, and discuss it, see where it goes, send it in. Four minutes and 20 seconds, audio clip. MP3, MP4 is a little weird, but whatever, whatever is default in the DMs should work. Um, so bring it, folks. You're listening for a reason, right? And if you're just nodding along, blind, blindly agreeing, I mean, I can't make you stop. And I'm flattered, I guess, but that's not what we're out to do, right? We don't want to blindly agree with anybody. We want to be enthusiastic about, hey, we resonate and then process and think and analyze you know, do some of that critical thinking that so many people on the internet are so fucking uh, boastful about that then they kind of seem not to do so much of. I digress. Uh, this show will be a million times better the moment there's a steady influx of audience participation submissions so that we can get into it and discuss things. Uh, so there you go. All right, DJ Zed, ever vigilant is giving me that look like you're over time, my friend. Time to uh, relieve your ear holes for a second of my droning and obnoxious voice with the following digital ditty, which uh, ditty, for those of you who've never heard that anachronism, is a yield the ancient times slang for bit of music. So I'm not saying anything controversial. It just means some music. Here's a little digital ditty Called, you may have heard it before. It's not a brand, brand spanking new one. But don't worry, it's it, there's all kinds of new groove in the mix. And awkwardly, it's not on a weekend, but this Tuesday. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Brace yourselves, because we're going to have an epic animatronic and Flesh Pod uh, dance music uh, party featuring DJ Zed and other artists. It's not too late, folks. If you can email me your uh, danceable bit of original music to theincorrigiblemrzeppo at gmail.com, you still got time to get it included in this Tuesday's mega dance party. Uh, so, uh, yeah, get on that. Okay, so, all introductions, which one, what, what did you say you were gonna, he said this one, echoing the moves I think we said we were gonna do, right? Here we go, let it rip. 
That's right, folks. Just teasing it today. Not going to play the full track. Giving you a reason to come on back on Tuesday. All right, man. And woman. Ladies and gentlemen. Dudes. My dudes and dudettes. May the dude in you abide. Here we are, friends. Today's episode, The Matrix and Our Illusion of Control Through Violence. Wow, that's a heavy-duty title. As uh, you may or may not be aware, here in the grand old land of um, guns and money, uh, the glorious nation-state formerly known as the United States temporarily known as Trumptopia, currently going through an identity crisis, in my opinion, there is an epic and historic trial of the century going on. No disrespect meant to the trial of O.J. Simpson. Not that um, O.J. Simpson is, um, you know, overdue a lot of respect. But the trial itself had for quite some time, stood uh, as the reigning champion for trial of the century. But let's face it, folks, we are in it now. The trial of, no, not George Floyd, because he's dead and his character is not on trial. Fuck that tactic. The trial of the state versus Derek Chauvin, former peace officer, my favorite, terminology uh because what does police mean where did that come from what is that word what is the etymology is it etymology or entomology one is bugs one is the origin of words and i always fuck them up what does the root of police really mean i mean we all are familiar with the plain simple glaringly kind of grotesque fact that as far as History here, locally, in the United States, um, the very first police forces were actually runaway slave hunters. Plain and simple. Now, plenty of time has gone by since the good old days of, um, of overt white nationalism and slave ownership, but here we are. In the midst of this clusterfuck of political chaos that is very deeply associated in an undeniable way with a sort of reformed, watered-down, yet still potently violent 
form of white nationalism. And anybody arguing that that is spurious or a straw man argument or fake news or any of the other dismissals is maybe participating in the uh, absent-minded um, uh, nimbyistic what's the word, uh, plausible deniability, kind of like letting it pass. Oh, darn it. Sorry for the interruption there. That's my, uh, my alarm clock. For my lazy days on the weekend, I set it for 9.30, uh, presuming I'm not going to wake up any earlier than that. And for some reason, I wake up earlier than that um, sometimes. And then I forget to turn off the alarm. <laughs> and it rings in the middle of the podcast. Okay. So, okay, so there's that. All the things I was just saying is going on. And that's the thing. And supremacy at all, any form of supremacy, insert qualifier here, supremacy, is a toxic neurosis. It's a, it's a spirit of the mind and the soul, and arguably even the body. Uh, and is something it, it's something that... This nation, at any rate, here, the nation I'm in, the, the place I'm observing people, uh, is wrestling with in a really deep, profound way. And is, and is sort of meta-reflecting on it already, very quickly, very pronouncedly, in its media. Um, in a way that some people, the everything is fake, everything is a hoax, everything is... And I'm sort of inculcated here because I did make the psyops everywhere meme, but I know that not everything is psyop, but we can be seduced into that form of thinking. And that form of thinking leads you to dismiss and disqualify preemptively any and all artistic expressions because of their um, coincidental potentially, right? Uh, because of their situational relationship to quote, the evil media. For example, there are plenty of people that will preemptively determine for themselves, uh, some would call that judgment, you know, like gross negligence in ego judgment. They might prejudge me as, you know, some sort of paid shill, etc., for some sort of cause, for some sort of variant. And as you may recall, I have adamantly and vehemently protested, and some may say a bit too much in the Shakespearean she doth protest too much kind of way, but I hope I, I'm on this side of the line, not the other. Uh, but no one's paying me to do this, except perhaps you, dear audience. Um, but other than, you know, the, the residuals from ad revenue, which at this point ain't, ain't making my lifestyle, you know, qualify for that old TV show of the rich and famous lifestyles, um, that's it. There's no, there's no special interests. Okay. So the point being is that, um, I have a perspective on all of this. And like, I, for example, I am fascinated that at the core of what I would imagine is, must be, um, a well-supported, well-viewed, ready uh, to be embraced media product that I will be discussing in deeper depths in the soon-to-be 
regularly included segment, uh, the Encourageable Mr. Zeppo's totally irrelevant media reviews. It's got too many words in it. It doesn't make a nice three-letter acronym. But uh, the Winter Soldier, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, at the, at the nexus of the subtly and well-crafted story threads, um, because if there's one thing that Marvel uh, Studios has proven is that they know how to weave good story. Right? Tune into my in-depth breakdown of WandaVision and how, as a post-MCU um, endgame installation or iteration of the of the franchise, it's they are in their the top of their form collectively. I digress. Um, this notion of supremacy is and has been arguably one of the insidious um, psychological elephants in the room for quite a long time, right? Like, why did we have a first and second world war? Why do some people in today's post WW1 and 2 culture find it humorously normal and totally socially acceptable to figuratively endorse and also literally act out on the idea of go ahead it's okay to just punch a nazi right because we have collectively a problem with supremacy and yet as is clearly evidenced by our own should i be gracious and say borderline hypo hypocritical behavior or like is it blatant hypocrisy um, we have our own neurotic tendencies towards expressing our own supremacy. Now, I'm not the kind of person that enjoy. That I don't want to run around accusing people of being Nazis, right? Because then you become a Nazi accuser Nazi, right? We become the things that we fucking freak out about. I mean, this has become a trope in other areas of life. What's the thing about um, how, uh, you know, those who are the most overtly, like, violently homophobic in their, in their lashing out, guess what? They tend out, they, turns out they tend to be, uh, struggling with their own homosexuality, right? That's, that's no longer a crazy, no way, that's way out there kind of idea. That's proven itself out time and time again when men, especially cis, white, supposedly heterosexual men who stand in public judgment of homosexuality turn out to have a lurid, secret, gay closet, right? And I'm not judging those people. I'm saying that's a fact. It's not only a weird, interesting, oh, it's happened, it isn't that ironic, it, it's, a, it's a consistent pattern. Okay, so let's zoom back. Supremacy. Touchy subject. Because as a nation and as a planet, as a, as a global society, we are dealing with the aftermath of the historical record. 
which undeniably, and this is not an attack on quote white culture, this is a statement of fact, right? And as a hybrid, as in, in all factual statements of my existence here in this dimension on this planet, in this body avatar, um, you know, I am, as others are, uh, the mixture of both of those two opposing cultural forces, right? The white supremacist empire culture of, quote, Western society or Western civilization uh, or, quote, European, Caucasian, whatever all the dog whistly labels are, um, there is a validity to like, yeah, yeah, that was a cultural construct. Yeah, you are the the recipients of that. Um, and some of us have, are, you know, half-breeds, mixed bloods, whatever you call it, mulattoes. And we don't, you know, and, some of, and for some it's obvious and for some it's not, right? Like... I've talked at length before about how people just project onto me whatever they want to presume about me because I'm such a weird, interesting mix that to people's minds, their pattern recognition process just defaults to whatever their assumption is. Um, people assume I'm white. People assume I'm their uh, ethnicity. People assume I'm one of their favorite alternate ethnicities that they, they don't, you know, they consider other but not not in in conflict, you know, et cetera. There's, we can go on and on about that experience. But there's a very real issue going on, being processed. Uh, in the spiritual community, there's a lot of talk at the individual consultation level of healing your generational trauma. You may be familiar with this if you, you know, if you spend time uh, checking out pop cultural spiritual content. You'll see it pointed out in a friendly, loving, supportive way that you, dear listener, you and you alone, when it comes to your bloodline and family, you have the opportunity to step up to deal with your generational spiritual trauma. Okay, that's true, right? Uh, And uh, I bring that up in the context of this discussion that's touching on supremacy as a problem specifically as we're coping with white supremacy or or caucasian supremacy or anglo-saxon judeo-christian um western cultural supremacy if you want to if you want to make it sound less anti-racist racist you know what i mean like we don't want to become the hatefulness of that we oppose is the warning i'm trying to get out there um we identify with labels and then fall into the programmatic ego trap of judging others against those labels, right? And we see it playing out around us, Um, especially in the way in which events seem to be cycling through and we've come in a very short amount of time full circle, right? What was going on just over a year ago? The George Floyd incident went down. At that point, Officer Chauvin... 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And the, the small team of new recruits that he was training... Let's not remember, let's not forget that and, and the level of problematicness there. Um, Mr. Chauvin and Mr. Floyd had the tragic encounter that they are now and will be forever remembered for. Uh, and that set off a chain of events which, which literally altered the probability waveform for not only those individuals, that community around them and the, and the nation state consciousness around that, but the world, that incident collectively put the world down a collective probability waveform function um, path, in my opinion. And that path has Everything to do with dealing with, confronting, coming to terms with, and finding an effective solution to our problem of violence. And a level to it that we, I don't think, address sincerely, directly, and often enough, is that The problem isn't the, the tool, right? That's like if we had a hammer violence problem. Are we going to ban hammers? No. They're really explicitly useful tools. And, you know, as I've had to say repeatedly, don't confuse me with those who want to take all the guns away. I have zero interest in, in jousting at that level of legislative conflict. Because the solution is not to be found in legislating away rights or in defending perceived rights, in my humble opinion. That's a bold statement, I know. But, and I don't know, maybe I'm crazy, maybe I'm ahead of my time. Um, I was very unpopular in my enthusiastic posting of original homemade, homegrown memes addressing my deep-rooted concerns with the submerged issues of gun violence. If the idea of gun violence is an iceberg, the fight between the gun rights advocates and the gun control advocates 
is a tiny little snowflake. No offense, that term is not meant to be used in the postmodern playground insult use of it, right? I'm, 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 think of the visual scale analogy I'm trying to build. That fight is a tiny little authentic, genuine, very real, very unique snowflake sitting on a pile of snowflakes that are at the very top of the very tip of a massive iceberg. And as you know, icebergs are 90% underwater and 10% above the water. Okay? The solution to the problem is to step away and look at the complex web of, co- of you know, interconnected issues. And as one ancient bit of wisdom says, seek to strike at the root. For if you hack away at the leaves, you'll never kill that poison tree. I think I riffed and word jazzed that saying into my own version of it right there on the top of my head. So write that down and memeify, put it in my name, send it to me because uh, I don't have time. Uh, I really do. For those of you who are really enthusiastic supporters of the show, I need some of those like awesome uh, online uh, dedicated like social media fan crew. Like I need admins for my pages and meme makers to help me collaborate with meme making because I don't have time. Anyways, I digress. Sorry for the unsolicited solicitation there. So, okay, let's look at this context. We have this police brutality incident just over a year ago. We have the historic timing of his arrest, which is, you know, traditionally something that either never happens or takes way too long to happen. And then we have the added like historic level of his indictment and and the the long year-long journey um, surrounding that of the public discourse, public protest, events of rioting, and other ancillary acts of violence. There have been Uh, revenge shootings against cops. There have been other cop-related incidents of violence, which, you know, giving them the benefit of doubt may or may not be related or motivated by this escalation of judicial action against cops. Um, It has been a long-standing and very problematic issue. Never mind the fact that we added um, qualified immunity Right, cops, and I don't hate cops. I'm not an ACAB, uh, uh, you know, endorser. Cops are people, man. They are people who, if you look at it from a certain perspective, they're being trafficked. They are being manipulated and abused. No offense. I know that there's some people who are. Uh, you know, supporters of and, you know, support the troops, support the officers and you know, and or holders of these jobs that, that that may come off the really wrong way right up front. But, and I don't mean that in a judgmental way, but it must, collectively, we must all set aside our job descriptions, right? Take a step back and look. Where are we? In the middle of 
this historic trial, which is dividing the nation, which if, if we had had nothing but civil peace from the beginning of, how many days has the trial been on now? I saw on one media estimate 25. That, doesn't, that didn't sound right. And then on, uh, on other live coverage, as they were introducing, you know, reintroducing the trial and getting back into it after a break, I think they said that we were like day 15 or 16 or something like that. That made way more sense. But I digress. Closing, opening and closing arguments. What am I saying? Closing arguments from both the defense and the prosecution start on Monday. And uh, I will be doing some special coverage of that and doing some special deeper discussion about what I think about that. I've got some notes already hidden, you know, tucked away. But it's it's a landmark moment. Even if we had, like I was saying, even if we had had peace and just peaceful protests and some sort of bridging the divide unity between those who wish to protest for the purposes of demanding justice and those who are working the jobs of being keepers of the peace and, you know, and protecting and serving those, if we had had some miraculous breakthrough, some unity bond and some solidarity, this would still be an epic, epic historic moment with so much potential, so much potential that is hitherto untapped and could possibly be mostly uh, left untapped and left uh, let, let slide by and, and neglected and wasted. What kind of potential is that? A potential to transform the way in which we comprehend these difficult and challenging human interpersonal relationships between the law, how we execute it, and, and, and the officers that we charge with the difficult and dangerous duty of enforcing it, right? Uh, because they do deserve our support, but that support shouldn't be blinded by um, meaningless goose-stepping order following, right? We, we shouldn't just blindly support uh, the human beings that we put in toxic situations and then sort of apply pressure to and create, you know, that creates problematic um, systemic issues. We can't just blindly support that. We need to intelligently, conscientiously, mindfully support those human individuals behind the badge, wearing the uniforms, and build a unity coalition to reform their own terms of employment so that they're not employed by a system that is physically, psychologically, emotionally, and spiritually toxic and abusive and puts them in situations in which they are, here we come full circle to the point, the title of the show, blinded by the illusion of control through violence. No one should suffer that torture to be blinded by the illusion of control through violence because violence renders only death, ultimately, or, or you know, the damage as you approach it 
It renders pain, suffering, carnage, death, and more violence. Let's say it with me. Violence renders only pain, suffering, carnage, death, and most importantly, critically, toxically, more violence. If there's anything we can glean from the current paradoxical situation that we find ourselves in of this history-making trial, and of course, let me just say, as I've said before, as in all legal circumstances where someone's on trial, etc., innocent until proven guilty, I have the right to suspect where that turnout will be, and I have the right to speculate about you know how we might get that conclusion. I speculate that Mr. Chauvin has cause for concern that he will be found guilty on at least one of the various charges that have been brought against him. Um, in fact, if I may dip into a little bit of my commentary about the trial, which I want to reserve for a little bit later, most of it, um, but if I was in issues, I would not be happy with my lawyer. I'm going to leave that there to simmer away until we get back to that uh, in a future segment. But the contextual thing, right? Okay, details of that event. A $20 bill suspected of being counterfeit. The best of my understanding, we don't know that it's been tested. It hasn't been part of the trial. I haven't seen 100% of every second of every moment, so who knows? But um, I could be wrong. If I'm wrong, forget it. Um, but to the best of my ability to gather, suspected, unverified, never tested. Does If it was tested, it was after the fact, because what's important is on the ground, in the moment, on the streets, in the call, Peace Officer Chauvin and his group of trainees, in my opinion, from the get-go, not to spill all the beans on my episode future episode, but, you know, he made a choice. They made a choice in the way in which they responded to this call. Now, it is meaningless in terms of the trial, and I understand this, but I'm doing it anyways. In terms of the trial, it is meaningless to speculate the what-if avenue of questions. What if that had been a white woman at the store with a suspected counterfeit $20 bill? In terms of the trial... Pointless. If someone in the trial had brought that up as, and the reason I'm making this point, it seems that the defense's primary tactic is to bring up totally unrelated theoreticals that share some aspect of this case and therefore seem applicable, but ultimately are pointless because they don't cover what actually happened in the case. I got to stop talking about the case in such depth because I want to do a whole special episode about it. But in terms of the the larger context, right? It's clear that we could have we could imagine collectively that event panning out an infinite array of other ways that do not include someone dying. And okay, the defense argues blah 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 this and blah 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 that about the drugs. That's irrelevant to me for all the reasons I've already stated, and I'll get into in depth again in a future episode. But in terms of like where we're at historically, there is a universe, a parallel universe somewhere in which the exact same set of individual 
personas, personas or players or people, and this very almost exact same set of circumstances happened, but some undetermined set of variables, some elusive transcendental set of variables rendered a completely different outcome. Mr. Floyd was asked politely by the officers about the $20 bill. Mr. Floyd was invited by subpoena or a ticket or a summons to go to court and make his argument about why he shouldn't be fined about the 20, the, the supposedly, to find out if the bill is counterfeit at all. Uh, and, if, and if it is, to argue his case for why he shouldn't be legally in trouble for it. That's how it could have, should have, would have, might have gone compared to how it did go. And I argue, vis-a-vis my, my complex and nuanced meta theory about the cosmology of this multiverse that we literally live in, there is a universe in which that happened. That isn't just altruistic, willy-nilly, silly, hippie, new age, blah, blah thinking. That's a, that's a ramification of quantum mechanics and multiverse, you know, physics. If there's a multiverse and every probable outcome is being explored physically through the branching of probability waveform functions, then there is a universe not very far from our own, right here in the parallel layers of multiverse, in which George Floyd did not die that day. Okay? Now, that is the one theoretical question that does have validity in terms of the legal trial that we're witnessing in our universe. But I digress. What can we glean from just comprehending the possibilities? What would have been realistically possible as an as a altruistic best possible outcome, right? And what does that have to do with the larger context? Well, we can draw a lot of inferences and it also just begs a lot of questions. And I say to you, dear friends, those questions are worth contemplating. Those issues and those concerns and those insights are worth meditating on. Because if we can conceive of the realistic, not altruistic, don't dismiss it as altruistic, the realistic, possible, probable, quantum mechanically feasible alternate parallel universe in which Officer Chauvin was not spiritually, emotionally, intellectually compromised to the degree that he is here in this iteration, that he felt it necessary to deny George Floyd uh, the aid that he is legally responsible to render when someone is experiencing physical distress, etc., etc., then we can conceive of a realistic, plausible universe in which people don't fucking butcher each other with guns over any issue at all. Because it, it can be, never mind, could be, should be, would be, it can be so. And vis-a-vis the implications, the deep and very complicated implications of my very real quantum meta theory of probability waveform function multiverses, it is. And if it is, then we can manifest that here by healing that which needs healing. 
The differential between that universe and this universe will give us insight into where that healing is needed. What kind of healing work is necessary? And if I may be be so bold as to say, dear friends, it may have something to do with our illusion of control through violence. And given that the most powerful tool of violence at our disposable, at our disposal that we manufacture, sell to ourselves and profiteer on is, you know, all of the various forms of mechanized, you know, death machines we know as guns. And we've been trying legislation, bans, modification, all that stuff for since we invented them. And here we are. And we are living through a moment in which, while hooray, justice may very well finally be served in a fair uh, and unbiased way, to one, to an, uh, you know, as an example of the kind of justice that should be served to anyone who serves in any armed force who then indulges in the act of killing others unnecessarily, because frankly. No matter what you can say about that situation, choosing to deny Floyd the 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 medical aid that was that would have been necessary to prevent him from uh, dying after the physical restraint was applied is the critical problem that Mister uh, Chauvin has, and is where I mean I don't know. Mr. Chauvin, personally. And I'm not a betting man, but I can speculate based on my lifetime's worth of experience and spiritual understanding, you know, from 30 years worth of research, that if I sat with him or someone exactly like him that did something almost exactly like what he did, if I sat with him in a, you know, faux, I don't want to say faux, in a shamanic sense, I'm technically not entitled to technically label myself that way because I've got no certificate, I've trained with no one. But if, let's say I brought in a shaman or two and we collectively sat with him for a week or so, we would discover deep, profound, spiritual trauma that needs more work. And if we did that with everyone, this new lady, and this is the deep pain, the deep irony. And mind you, one of the reasons I've been on the air recently is that I have been processing the empathic pain in this, you know, in this gestalt right now. Because it is a painful irony that as we strive towards a more perfect attempt at bringing justice to those who fail our system of peace protection to call it something that should hammer home the point um others are being sh- we we have others shooting and killing each other we've had no less than two major high profile police related shootings um in during the run of this uh court case and several other plain old ordinary civilian on civilian um, ordinary domestic shootings and a couple of, quote, mass shootings. We cannot end gun violence with more gun violence. I do hope you 
you've gathered in the four years worth of content, whether you've been listening in a sort of straight through or jumping around chaotic kind of way, that, uh, that I'm adamant about that. Not because I, I'm an egomaniac and whatever I think I believe is to be true, but after a lifetime's worth of observation, violence will not solve the problem of violence. Legislation is an interesting tool for attempting to promote the prevention of violence vis-a-vis the uh, castigation of those who have already previously committed it into some sort of punishment. And one uh, must remember, we should never forget that it's supposed to be correctional in nature. Right? They are called, they were, they're no longer, it's no longer trendy to call them correctional facilities. In other words, we weren't supposed to just beat these broken, violent offenders down into submission. We were supposed to find ways to help them correct their problem. We, of course, abandoned that functionally in terms of the way these correctional facilities have been run and the way the entire process has migrated from a state system to a for-profit privatized system. It's a whole other episode, folks. Put a pin in that. But I digress. All of these various issues have a Venn diagram that if you really plot it carefully and think outside the box... Uh, and 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 think you know in terms of organic circles, the Venn diagram will lock in on or focus on this issue of spiritual trauma. Spiritual trauma is real. Spiritual trauma can be addressed. Spiritual trauma, once you take it seriously. Uh, spiritual trauma is found at the root of all these different, disparate, seemingly unrelated problems. Peace officers who fail to comport themselves with the safety, security, health, well-being, and survival of the community they serve, and the perpetrators they apprehend. They are human beings, human beings who take that job on, who swear those oaths, because they do swear an oath to protect and serve, do they not? Who then fail. They're not evil. They're not to be judged. They're not to be thrown away. They're not to be severely punished and then neglected. They are souls who are suffering. And they are in deep need of spiritual healing. And if there was ever a time, if there was a clarion call moment in history, not to pat my own back, not to vindicate my own statements, but it's been over a decade, right? If there was ever a moment to go, oh shit, 
oh snap, maybe, just maybe there's a point here that it isn't about fighting over how to legislate this tool. It isn't about fighting over whether or not to ban it and get rid of it or take it away from everybody. It's about healing. If you heal a person and they own guns and they are truly, truly living through the process of transformative spiritual healing. Call me crazy, but I'm going to guess that the odds are that that in the future they're going to turn around and blow a bunch of people away at their place of work or shoot the next person they pull over for a routine traffic stop. It's going to go way down, no matter who they are. White supremacist or otherwise, right? If we... Stop vilifying and monsterifying and and objectifying those that we label as white supremacists. And we start healing them. Right? Because they are separate issues. Gun violence is gun violence is gun violence. And, you know, the problem of white nationalism is separate. But they are overlapping and interrelated in very complex and problematic ways. And if if I can beat this issue into the ground one last moment and then we'll wrap it up. If we can get past, if we can transcend the pit traps of arguing about the symptomology, fighting over the snowflake at the tip of the iceberg, and we can get busy doing the heavy lifting required to to a to to extend the metaphor pull that iceberg out of the water and look at the base of it so we can address the structural problems there we will see change progress growth and healing and that metaphor means looking within to pick up that iceberg which is an iceberg of our collective issues. And to pick it up and look at the base and see the algae and sludge and and parasites clinging to the bottom of it, it's like turning over a rock, right? Another visual metaphor. That's us. The rock is our collectiveness and so is the gross gunk on the bottom of the rock or the fucking iceberg. And attending to those issues which sounds like a weird, vague, mysterious thing to talk about uh, allegorically, means literally taking the time to set down our anger, set aside our righteousness, um, abdicate our ideological rage, and heal. Heal ourselves heal each other, heal the bad guys, heal the good guys some more, heal the species. Call me crazy, but I think that's a fucking real thing. It's so real and it's so disruptive that the status quo has spent aeons, ages, an uncountable amount of resources, time, effort, 
into distracting us from that work. Join me in remembering that that work is important. Join me in heralding that to others. Join me in uh, doing that work and talking about it. That's what this show's about. Well, friends, I've rambled at you long enough for today. I humbly thank you for joining me, and I humbly beg that you please come on down to the social medias and help me uh, share this show out into the world. Until next time, remember, being good humans is the path. Healing yourself is the work. May peace, love, and grooviness blossom in your heart. Here's a final uh, bit of digital music entertainment to see you on your way for the rest of your day. Reestablishing the groove on dystopian dance floors. DJ Zed, a Clubhouse remix live audio track. By the way, that last one that I teased for you was called Echoing the Moves. And it was a house asset remix live track. Here's this new one. Peace out, folks. Enjoy your weekend. And don't forget to meditate. in those drops, DJ Zed. All right, folks, it's been a beautiful morning. Go be productive, make art, make love, and uh, not war. Thanks for tuning in, folks. As always, I am your humble host, the incorrigible Mr. Zeppo. I'm going to go meditate and transmutate some of my own spiritual suffering. Uh, and hopefully... All living creatures in this bio womb will uh, will heed the call uh, to uh, to participate in that spiritual work. The revolution, my friends, is not a violent one. The revolution will not play out on the streets. This revolution will play out in the hearts and minds and inner dimensions of psychonauts. Healers, empaths, meditators, shamans, witches, and uh, spiritual seekers who turn inwards. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.